your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. You know who I am. I'm Reese Boyd, local attorney here in Myrtle Beach with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. Welcome to the show. 707 on your Saturday morning as you get your Saturday morning going. I am uh, I am your host here for the program at Saturday Morning Coffee. We invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about the news, current events, everything that is happening in your world. So much going on in the world today that we all need to be aware of, need to know. Here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we are all about limited government, lower taxes, and various other rational things that government need do or not do because that ultimately means more freedom. More freedom for you, more freedom for me. More freedom for all of us who are we the people. We have a country to save, folks, and it starts right here on the local level. So let's get to it. We invite you to settle in with that cup of coffee that you just poured and uh, grab yourself a newspaper if you have one of those. Join us as we we get this uh, Saturday morning going and uh, joined here in the studio this morning by producer extraordinaire Dr. Glenn Dye. Hola, que pasa, amigo? Hola, que pasa, amigo? What kind of coffee you got over there? You better have coffee this morning. I've got coffee this morning. You know, uh, Glenn, this is some Bones coffee. I've talked about Bones coffee. Actually, we uh, uh, hand-delivered some Bones coffee this week to one of our prize winners. A little s'morey time, Bones. uh, Good stuff. But uh, what are you? What's in your What's in your uh, mouth? I'm drinking uh, Speedy and Earls again from oh, New yeah. Hampshire. Yeah, we'll finish that up here right, in the next week stuff. or two. Good stuff. So, Tommy, let me know how you like the uh, s'morey time, and uh, we'll uh, keep that brewing. We've got a couple of those uh, bags at the at the Boyd household. We're still working on those, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, that is the smooth, mellifluous voice of producer extraordinaire oh. Dr. <laughs> Glenn Dye. So uh, we do invite you guys also, in addition to join in the conversation, you can do that by calling us on the call-in line. That number is 843-903-2945. 843-903-2945. You can also text us your comments on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. That's 843-798-TALK. Or for those of you in Swansea, that's 843-798-8255. You can tweet your comments to the show. At Reese Boyd is the Twitter handle. You can also email your comments to ReeseBoydSMC at gmail.com. And many of you have uh, advised that you like to uh, call during normal hours, normal business hours. You can reach me during normal business hours at the offices of Davis and Boyd Attorneys at Law. That number is 843 Zero, zero. By the way, I want to remind you guys that uh, our all of you who are our lo- loyal listeners, 
that if you miss an episode of Saturday Morning Coffee and you want to just catch up on old episodes or if you are uh, out of town, you can always follow us wherever you are, wherever you may be, if you are within the reach of the Internet. Uh, all you have to do is uh, look, open your Apple Podcast app or whatever app you use for downloading podcasts and search for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we should pop up. You'll recognize the former, uh, the the familiar red and blue coffee cup logo of Saturday Morning Coffee. Look for the uh, Listen Now button. Click Listen Now or Subscribe, and you'll be good to go. You'll get episodes of Saturday Morning Coffee downloaded to your phone or listening device as they are uploaded to the podcast page. And you can also get... Um, Uh, notices of podcast episodes when they are published if you will follow at reese boyd on twitter so again if you um if you are not a on twitter and but if you're on twitter and you want to follow the show follow at reese boyd that's r-e-e-s-e-b-o-y-d is the twitter handle and you'll automatically be notified when new episodes are uh, uploaded and you can uh, just click on the twitter link and it'll start playing right on your uh, screen there so it's good stuff easy easy to do did you happen to pour some coffee on somebody yesterday by chance on the Liz Calloway show? You know, we had some uh, – Friday was one of those mornings that I would like to have just started over. Uh, it would have been an interesting uh, – if we had our flux capacitor engaged, yeah. I would have loved to have – at about 10 o'clock, I would have loved to have just gone back to about 7 and just stayed in bed. Yes, I, sport, I spilled coffee all over the studio. Oh, great. Uh, well, Jeff, the guitar builder, obviously a regular listener, said, is Reese going to be able – to keep the coffee in the cup this morning and not dump it on other people. Yeah. That comes to us on the, TC, uh, the PCRXcomputers.com text line. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I am doing my best. As a matter of fact, uh, this morning I have a lid, and it's securely fastened. That was the issue yesterday. The issue. Uh, no sippy cup. No sippy cups. There was, uh, there was a little issue with the cup that was not securely fastened. By somebody at the shop, but we won't get into that. But no, there was a there was a major spill here. So it's a biohazard, and I'm still you can still see the spot right here by the door, Glenn. It's a huge. Uh, I see that. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a lovely it's a lovely addition to the studio here. I'm, I'm sure John will send me a bill for cleaning. Yeah, it matches some of the other spots yeah, we've got. Yeah, here. John will send me a bill for cleaning the carpet. Uh, good luck with that. So. <laughs> Uh, by the way, folks, if you have not already done so, speaking of following the show on Twitter, I want to encourage all of you to look carefully at Parlor and Rumble. Uh, these are relatively new social media platforms that are replacements for uh, Twitter and YouTube, respectively. Uh, it is very clear that big tech uh, used its influence in this election cycle to help uh, prevent Donald Trump from being reelected. That is one of the many things that we're going to have to investigate and and continue to investigate until we get to the bottom of exactly what has happened, how it happened, and what we want to do about it. Uh, at, at the moment, we have a bigger fish to fry. But I do hope that Congress will not uh, drop this issue as it moves forward. Uh, and when I say that, I mean I hope the Senate won't drop this issue because that's what we're really talking about. Uh, everybody else uh, is ready to move on, uh, I'm sure. Not, nothing to see here, folks. Mm-hmm. You know, Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Just keep moving along. The House is not going to take up this, uh, this, this, this baton, but perhaps, and we must retain control of the Senate in order for this to happen, perhaps the Senate can do something with this issue but we have got to do something about big tech there are there is the uh, you know the infamous iron triangle the uh, left leaning democratic party that has been uh, or is in the process of being taken over by its far left wing uh, big tech and the deep state is apparently uh, who really is calling the shots over much of our lives right now and we have got to continue to be vigilant 
and uh, and watch these folks. And, and something, frankly, has to be done about uh, big tech. And that is, as I said, not the biggest fish to fry at the moment. But it is something that we have got to get to. Uh, also, uh, notice on the PCRXcomputers.com text line, Will checking in. Good morning, Will. By the way, I want to say uh, happy birthday to uh, Will Abbott down at Coastal Sports. Uh, so uh, I think you had a birthday yesterday, Will, if I noticed that on Facebook. And again, thanks to Jeff, uh, the guitar builder, for checking in on the uh, PCRXcomputers.com text line as well. Again, I'm Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd, part-time radio host. I'm your guide on this excursion into interesting topics where we do our best not only to entertain but also enlighten you and, and help make you a better citizen of this republic. I want to remind you guys that, as we say most weeks on this show, freedom hangs in the balance. And it has never hung more precariously in the balance in my, probably in our lifetime, right. than it does right now. And that's a sort of a frightening thought, but it, uh, it is what it is, and we are uh, tasked with uh, doing our best to respond to it and staying vigilant. And uh, we stay vigilant first by being informed, so let's get there. We'll be back, folks, after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Text us, 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Hey, everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday morning coffee, talking with Greg Sisson at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. Thank you, Reese. Super excited to be on board. Uh, I do believe uh, we can bring some information that will serve your audience here, so I'm excited about that. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. My email is greg at gregsisson.com. That's the website, gregsisson.com. Hi, I'm Earl McDaniel with the Animal Hospital of North Myrtle Beach. Here's why I hope you'll consider our practice for your family. At the heart of it, you'll know we love your pets. We've served generations of families, and we get pretty darn close to all these dogs and cats. And believe it or not, we remember almost all of them. Come and meet with us. I'm Earl McDaniel, the Animal Hospital of North Myrtle Beach. Dependable service. DependableService.com So imagine this. Your in-laws just arrived for the holidays, but your house is freezing. Way colder than it should be. Life ain't easy. We get it. That's why Dependable Service Plumbing and Air proudly partners with Rude to provide exceptional service and products. Stay cozy this holiday season and take $250 off your next Rude HVAC changeout. DependableService DependableService.com Hey guys, it's Kimberly Elko with Elka Spas Billiards and Pools. We want to wish you the Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you so much for being loyal customers and visiting with Elko. For Christmas, come in and visit with us. You won't have any delays in shipping because we have it in stock. It's here. We have walls and walls of newly stocked darts and dart supplies and pool sticks and pool player supplies. We have pool tables. We also have foosball and ping pong and shuffleboard. We have also really cute things for the hot tubber in your life. 
wife and swimmer. We have hot tubs on display, all kinds of unique gifts for young and old, anything you can use to relax. Our hours are 9 to 6. We are on 4718 Highway 17 Bypass South, also called Northgate Boulevard, on the southbound side of the Market Commons Bridge. The website is elkospas.com. It's E-L-K-O-S-P-A-S.com. It's Kimberly Elko with Elko Spas Billiards and Pools. Isn't it time to relax? Hey, let's find out why everyone's saying let's go to Elko. Are you a golfer looking for an affordable, fun local golf club? Well, you're invited to experience and enjoy Eagle Nest Golf Club in North Myrtle Beach. With lots of improvements, redesigned bunkers, lush and generous fairways for beginners to pros. It's great fun for all abilities. Eagle Nest has a friendly and helpful staff, low local rates, and an inviting clubhouse. Experience true Carolina golf today. Eagle Nest Golf Course, just off Route 17. EagleNestGolf.com. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. Can't keep my hands to myself. Think I just am up, put a mic up on the shelf. In case my little baby girl is in need, I'm a coming out of love. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, 719 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, December 5, 2020. It's hard to believe 2020 is rolling to a close, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Thank uh, God. I hope 2021 is better. I am. Uh, what a, yeah, what a dumpster fire of a year 2020 has been. I don't think any of us are uh, are uh, necessarily going to miss 2020. I'm ready for tw- I'm ready to turn the page Everybody as they say. Is. By the way, speaking of uh, December 5, uh, 2020, uh, Glenn, did you know uh, this day in history, did you realize 65 years ago today, uh, D, it would have been December Let's see, December 5, 1956, Uh, 65 years ago, Martin Luther King Jr. launched the Montgomery Bus Boycott, a protest campaign against the policy of racial segregation on the public transit system of Montgomery, Alabama. A seminal event in the civil rights movement of the United States, the campaign lasted for one year and 16 days beginning the Monday after Rosa Parks was arrested for refusing to surrender her seat to a white person uh, to December 20th, 1956. I apologize. It would have been 1955 when the uh, bus boycott started. Ended in 1956. I was thinking the math was not right there. But uh, when the federal ruling Browder versus Gale took effect and led the U.S. Supreme Court uh, to declare that any law that segregated buses in the United States was unconstitutional. So this day in history, December 5, December 5, 1955, the Montgomery bus boycott uh, began. Interesting thought that I had when I read that, Glenn. Uh, let me uh, know if, you, uh, if this resonates with you. Uh, you know, all the work that Martin Luther King did and his followers accomplished, the seminal changes for the better, that they introduced into our society to help bring us toward 
the uh, achievement of those goals that were set forth in the Declaration of Independence. They pushed us further, much further toward those goals, that indeed all men are created in the image of God, that all men have dignity, that all men are equal, all men, everybody, not little men, little M men, everybody. I use that for everybody. So it's uh, interesting, though. I don't think Martin Luther King and his followers burned down a single building in Montgomery. No. Um, Something to think about. I thought about that as I saw that, uh, as I thought as I saw that item in my newsfeed. Uh, you know, I don't think they built they burned a single building down. And look at what they accomplished. Now, that's not to say uh, there has been racial violence uh, in this country in the past. Certainly, after Martin Luther King was killed, there was a widespread uh, violence and, and uh, lots of problems. But for what he taught, for his principles that he lived by, uh, you know, Martin Luther King. It occurred to me there's a stark contrast between the way he achieved all the things that he achieved and what's happening on, the, on many of the streets of, uh, of this country uh, today. So, interesting. But this, uh, this day in history, significant one. Uh, somebody uh, checking in on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. Like the shot at Twitter. Don't use it, but owned stock. Sold. Good for you. And, uh, by the way, if you'll check in with your name on the text, we'll add you to our list of deplorables if you are willing to be so designated uh, not to be purchased again, that referring to the stock of Twitter, have been encouraging my friends who tweet to switch to Parler. Yes, I, I'm a, becoming a huge fan of Parler and Rumble. I like, I'm liking them more and more. It's so clear and so obvious that we are being uh, discriminated against as conservatives, as Republicans, as Trump supporters. And uh, that's Chuck checking in. Well, good morning, Chuck. How are you doing? And so uh, that um, uh, new on our list of deplorables, that's uh, Chuck and Merle's Inlet. So, yeah, it's um, important that we develop these other platforms, that we support these other platforms so that there will be competition in the marketplace in inside big tech because uh, we def- definitely need it. By the way, speaking of uh, Chuck and other loyal, loyal listeners, listeners, Glenn, last week I did a recap of the many things that, I have to be thankful for in this world. My uh, lovely bride, my wonderful children, uh, my extended family, the the, the great folks uh, at Davis and Boyd that I have to work with. Uh, so many wonderful folks that have been so good to me over the years. Our team here at WTKN, uh, we have a grateful group of folks here, Glenn. I'm thankful for you and all these guys here. One group, however, at least... Uh, that I left out last week, and I owe you guys an apology. That was our loyal listeners here at Saturday Morning Coffee. Um, I just want to say to you guys, I've been so touched by the way that y'all have uh, responded to the show. Uh, how, how long have we been at this, Glenn? A little over a year? Um, a year and a half? A year and a half, yeah. Um, and I, do, I just really don't feel like we have listeners. I feel like we've got family. I I really do. I've, I've, had, uh, I've had listeners bring coffee to the office. Mm-hmm. I've had listeners uh, bring me books uh, that they want me to read. I've uh, <laughs> had somebody bring some tomatoes to my office that they grew in their garden. Uh, I've had uh, folks, uh, listeners, uh, invite me into their bre- into their home to uh, to break bread. Um, and uh, that just happened just uh, recently here with uh, one of our listeners who just checked in on the, on the text line. That's Chuck. Uh, not only for bread, but some really good Italian wine. And, um, you know, one of our one of our listeners this week or last week sent me a message and she said, uh, you know, this show 
is uh, one of the highlights of my weekend. Look forward to it every week. So, you know, when I hear words like that, it's just so encouraging. Uh, you know, when we agreed to do this show, I had, I had basically three requirements. I wanted it to be live. Mm-hmm. You, you and I were talking about that this morning. Yeah. Live radio is, is really so much better. It's where it's happening, guys. It's yeah. recording stuff's for the, you know, the yeah. other guys. And so, and I wanted it to be live. And I also wanted it to be early on Saturday morning. Right. So I could get in, do the show, and get, get out and have my Saturday with my family. And also, I, I didn't really want it to be an infomercial for the law firm. I wanted it to be more of a, just kind of a, a real show right. and I wanted it to be a little more authentic. I felt like that was the way to go. And so there are from time to time Saturday mornings when that alarm goes off and I'm like, Oh man, what was I, what was I thinking? Seven to nine on Saturdays. What on earth was I thinking? But when you get comments like that, it really does uh, make it all worthwhile. And that's been truly, uh, that's the good stuff. And so I, at this station, you've, you're probably 75 shows in something like that. And yeah. that's not even counting all the times that you've been on Liz and all that. Yeah. So I mean, um, how many times have you been on the air here? 150 yeah. times, probably. Yeah, that's a bunch. But uh, in a nutshell, that is kind of the greatest blessing of, of all this. Is is it uh, within a you know year, few months more into my, into this foray into radio, I'm just blown away by by some of the the great listeners that we have, and not only just that they listen, but that they've you know opened up their lives and become friends. And I've got really good friends now that yeah. uh, we've met through uh, just. This show. And Get they get a little personal as well. We've got somebody out there. I won't mention his name. He's a regular uh, texter. Text in on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. Saturday morning water and Metamucil. So I don't know what he's going through, but, um, it, you know, I. Uh, you know, whatever works. Whatever yeah. works for you, folks. Yeah. We're, uh, we, we do, we, 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 we play the ball where we find it in life. Uh, and so, but I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. You guys are a, a real blessing uh, to me, and uh, it's just been fun to do the show, and I appreciate uh, each and every one of you. And uh, so uh, thanks uh, to all of you. wanted to, I think I said uh, happy birthday to Will already, mm-hmm. and I wanted to also, there was a couple of other notes that I had here in my listener stack. Where's my listener stack? Well, uh, Andy Thompson and 85 Overdrive. That's Nick's band. Oh, They'll yeah. be down at sundown tonight. Yeah. Uh, sundown is in uh, Surfside Beach. They'll be from five to nine. That's, with, on, that's with, on Surfside Drive, I believe. Uh, with Liz as a special guest artist, I believe she's gonna um, sing um, "Hit Me with Your Best Shot." I think that's what she'll be doing tonight. Um, well, that'll be special. Yep, and then, uh, and then we've got a live show coming up. Uh, we do. For uh, the folks at the pit. In yeah, the pits. In, in the pits, uh, racing show comes on uh, 1 to 2 here. Uh, we'll be out at Redline Power Sports and Marine. Uh, that's at 4663 Highway 501. That live show will be from 1 to 2 p.m. Come on out and meet everybody and yeah. um, get your racing gear on and, and, and come out. Uh, Good times. Buying your flags, whatever you want to do. And speaking of Liz's show, I want to remind everybody also that there is a, a the second annual Christmas Cofefe mm-hmm. is uh, taking place on Monday afternoon. I believe that's 5 to 7. That'll be at uh, Burger Fi on Saybrook Parkway. You're going to wear pe- pajamas? You've got to wear pajamas. Pajam- do, do pajamas you do not are- want to see what I sleep in. I mean, I would get arrested. Christmas, Christmas pajamas. <laughs> I would get arrested. Yeah, not your standard fare. I don't have any Christmas. Christmas pajamas. Well, this will be a good opportunity for you to. Who buys Christmas pajamas when you're an adult? I Apparently, mean. it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. okay. uh, talk to Nick. Apparently, it's a thing. So that's uh, some fun stuff coming up. And we've got a great show for you uh, here today, folks. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot going on. Plenty to unpack in uh, regard to the ongoing election saga. Plus, coming up in the second uh, hour of Saturday Morning Coffee, we'll 
be talking to Gene Ho. Gene has announced a candidacy for the office of mayor for the city of Myrtle Beach. So we're looking forward to that. We'll uh, get to that in the second hour, but stick with us. We've got a lot to do, so come back after these words from our sponsors. We'll be back with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. When you have computer problems, your life stops, your work stops, everything stops. PCRX gets your computer and your life moving again. Diagnostics, consultation, virus removal, optimization. Call PCRX for PC service and repair in Conway. PCRX. PCRX is the way to go. Call 488-4100. Do you have a love-hate relationship with your boat? Have you ever had this scenario? You're at the public boat ramp, waiting in line, kids fussing, having to back the trailer down, doing everything by yourself, and then the boat won't start. Or you come back from a long day on the water, hot and tired, to find out that everyone is gone and you're stuck cleaning the boat on your own. But you do love boating. Let go of all the hassles by trading your boat for a Freedom Boat Club membership so you can enjoy boating again. Learn more at FreedomBoatClub.com. Are you moving from one home to another? Perhaps moving your business from one location to another. Are you stressed over your move? Two men in a truck are your local movers who care. Two men in a truck take special care of your individual needs, matching your needs with an experienced professional, offering knowledge and advice every single step of the way. At Two Men in a Truck, remember, every move is unique and never too small. Residential or commercial, Two Men in a Truck do it all. They offer free on-site estimates as well as packing services. Google Two Men in a Truck Myrtle Beach today. This is Phyllis with today's encouraging word, Proverbs 17, 22. A merry heart does good like medicine. What is God saying to us? A merry heart is a happy and thankful heart for all God has done and is going to do. Have you ever met a person that is always happy and cheerful? These people don't get caught up in the circumstances, but they trust God and His will for their life. Look at Mary, the mother of Jesus, who was told by an angel of the Lord she was going to have a baby. She could have said, not me, but instead, with a joyful heart, accepted whatever God wanted for her life. This Christmas, take time with Jesus and celebrate the birth of your Lord and Savior. Be extra kind and loving and caring for others. Let your light of Jesus shine through your loving words and actions. Let someone ahead of you in line that only has a few purchases. Be nice to the cashier who has been working 12 hours straight. You will find that people will notice a change in you that only God can do. Have a Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year. Today's encouraging word is sponsored by Crossroads Community Church, Carolina Elevated Cooperative, and your friends at Talk 94.5. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been 
trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker If you feel lost He's a way maker If you need freedom or save it Shaking Savior, if you got chains, he's a chain breaker. Good morning, folks. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. 7.34 on your Saturday morning. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight. I was talking to... One of our listeners last night, in fact, and we were talking about the need to decompress the pressure of all of this election conflict. I think it's getting to all of us. Oh, I bet Xanax is selling like hotcakes at the doctor's office. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the stress level that this nation has had since February, March. Oh, uh, it's just crazy. It's nuts. But I think we've got a... Uh, I think we've got somebody caller on the line. we got Tom uh, out there. Tom's on the line. Tom, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. How about you? Doing good. Doing good. Welcome to the show. Excellent. Um, what What does your crystal ball say for six months down the line, a year down the line? What's your best guess? Well, uh, buy low, sell high. I, you know, there's so many variables. Uh, who knows exactly how this is going to to play out? Tom, I, I, and I won't pretend to tell you exactly. I will say this. You know, we, we got into this on the Liz show Friday, and Nick uh, Summer said a couple of things. I, he took me to task. And I've been, I mean, listen, I've been taken to task by plenty of people in my time, and I'll be taken to task by many more. Uh, you know, I have said consistently for the last, oh, you know, basically since the first week of November, that it seemed fairly clear that we had an, an issue with this election, but I didn't know if there was going to be enough of an issue to reverse what the apparent, you know, what the seemingly declared result was going to be. You know, I have a feeling that uh, where we are headed is a Biden uh, presidency, that Biden will be sworn in. Um, and then I think then I think the question uh, becomes what happens after Biden is sworn in. I think the main thing now uh Tom is we've got to hold on to the Senate. Um, we've got to hold on to the U.S. Senate with with all our might, and uh, we've got to figure out a way to uh, continue the. You know, as I've told many people, the the movement for Donald Trump is is bigger than Donald Trump, and so you know we've got to um, figure out a way to you know keep this movement alive and uh, and continue to fight this uh, incredibly important fight. Um, but I, I do think if you look at we we'll go ahead and get into this uh, a, a little bit of an election update. There is, um, you know, the decisions that are um, and, and as I said, Nick was sort of taking me to task. I'm sort of rambling here. But Nick was sort of taking me to task for acknowledging the the fact that it, by all appearances, Joe Biden is going to be sworn in. He's now by the confirmed electors, he's now over the 270 mark. By confirmed and committed electors, I think he is now at 279. And the odds that the Supreme Court is going to step in and reverse this, I just, I just, I don't see it happening. And, and, and when I said that on Friday, Friday morning, yesterday morning, Nick was like, do not speak 
power to those words. Do not utter those words as if it's, you know, some sort of, you know, I'm not speaking superstitious. I'm, yeah, I'm not speaking truth to power when I say that. That's I'm not I'm not validating the the correctness of that. I'm just saying, look, let's live in the real world. Thank you, realist. Let's just. I mean, I'm I like I'm as hopeful. I'm as I'm as optimistic about this country, you know, as I can be. But I'm also you have to live in the now. Mm-hmm. Live where we are. Live in the, live in the now and 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 be a realist. I don't, do you see it? Uh, differently tom do you think you think trump's going to pull this out uh i i see no i don't see any path yeah i don't see any opening i don't see any light none whatsoever tracy i think this is a a done deal i think we've been disenfranchised yeah i think uh our sovereignty which is expressed in the in the voting has been uh tampered with uh and it's my i hate to be so bleak because I'm not, I'm an optimistic person, and like you, I'm hopeful. But there's not a lot to hope for. Yeah. In this situation, if you're if you want to look at it specifically as it relates to the election, I'm I, I completely I'm with you. You know, Tracy Beans was on the radio with with Liz this week, and they were and Tracy was expounding upon a theory by which she really believed or believes that Trump may may yet pull this out. And there are a couple of variables hanging out there, which I'll which I'll get to, you know, and, I, and I, Liz and I were talking about it. I said, look, it's not that I disagree with Tracy, but there there. And I have said this also for nearly a month now. There has been a huge disconnect and this has been a problem. There been, there's been a huge disconnect between what the Trump team has been saying and there's uh, even issues there. Who is the Trump team? We could unpack that a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Uh, but there's been huge issues between what the Trump team has been saying and what has been happening in these court challenges, both both state and federal. And, you know, by and large, these Trump legal challenges that have been brought are, have been basically uh, shot out of the saddle uh, at close range with no funeral. I mean, that's kind of well, that's kind of that's kind of what the judges, the courts have thought. And I mean, not just any courts, but state courts, federal courts. Um, you know, and that kind of leaves two options. Either the judges are, are bought and paid for Democrats and they're not looking at this or the Trump legal team. Again, there's some issues there. Hasn't really done a good job of presenting this evidence. And frankly, number one, I just don't think it's an option because, you know, many of these judges in, in, in particular, that awful Pennsylvania opinion was by a district judge appointed by Trump, you know? So, yes. Go figure. I mean, it just... It's, uh, it's, Alito was supposed to intervene, but it never got to his... Yeah, anyway, yeah. It didn't happen. Do you, do you know of any available Krakens anywhere that can be... Uh, <laughs> yeah, released. When, when is it going to yeah. be released? I mean, I heard the Kraken was on steroids. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Tom, okay. here, here, here I put on my amazing Karnak, uh, yeah, my amazing Karnak uh, hat, oh, and I, I have here in an envelope... It's been sitting on the front porch in a mason jar on Funkin' Wagnall's front porch since noon yesterday. <laughs> Only I know what's in this envelope. Excellent. And it says, Biden gets placed as president. Harris is beat in 2024. So that's what I think will happen. Yeah, I think, I think and I think you're probably right, uh, Glenn. I think the real question is how long is Biden president? Uh, you know, Absolutely. that's the, that's the question. And to your uh, point, Tommy, about the Kraken, I, I've been told the Kraken's on steroids. He's waiting in the wings. He's in the cage. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping. But I, I just don't see that happening. And as I 
we've had this conversation on the program, the pool of evidence out there. I think we all see this, this massive suggestion, this overwhelming pool of apparent uh, evidence of apparent voter fraud irregularities, the, you know, the 275,000 votes that made their way from Bethpage, New York, across multiple state lines to wind up in, in Pennsylvania. You know, the, the obvious question is, why should a ballot ever have to cross a state line? I mean, that's Absolutely. the first yeah. thing. I mean, the, why should a ballot go on a three-state joyride yeah. before it gets to the facility where it's counted? You've got the, the, the ver- I mean, numerous issues. You've got the, the suitcases. Incredi- <laughs> yeah, the incredible video, the incredible video of uh, the Georgia Counting Center where they shut things down, they tell everybody to go home, oh, there's a water main lake, and then they start pulling suitcases out from under the tables. Having said that, you know, my, my background, my experience as a lawyer, you know, we see those things and we say, well, oh, my gosh, it's fraud. We've got to throw the whole thing out. But unfortunately, that isn't the way the legal system works. You know, that's not the way. The, and there's a, an opinion that just came out from the Wisconsin Supreme Court that sort of under, under, underscores that. We may get to that before the break. But the, the, the problem here, as I've said many times, the pool of evidence in all this is so broad. It's a mile wide and it's an inch deep. And it's like trying to spoon it up with a soup ladle and put it in a format that a judge somewhere is going to get enough in front of him or her that's admissible and relevant to say, hey, this clearly would change the result of the election, at least in this state. And if he can get enough judges in enough states to say that and, and influence enough electoral college votes, then yes, he may have a shot. The one, the one variable that I will say that hangs out there is if they could just get one clear shot of evidence of massive fraud in the form of these voting machines, something. But, you know, what we have seen thus far doesn't quite meet the standard for what a, a legal tribunal is going to look for. You know, you can't just say these machines are crap. I mean, they they probably but, are. But Sidney Powell knows that, yeah. and she's put her reputation That's on the line. Bad, so show very, me the very, money. Show, show me, me the, the money. Release the crap. Yeah. It's going to be biblical. Release yeah, it. Yeah, let's see it. So I, I can't really uh, I can't really figure that one, but we'll get to that Wisconsin opinion. Tom, be interested to hear y'all's thoughts on that. I think it kind of explains in a nutshell, even though it's kind of a lengthy nutshell, I think you guys will appreciate hearing it, why this is such a struggle and why we are, um, you know, why we are struggling or why the president and his team are struggling to, to put points on the board. And so, but we'll get to that after the break. Tom, thanks so much for the call. Have a great day. Thank you. Yes, sir. Have a great day. Keep up the great work and uh, keep up the brave fight. Don't lose hope. All is not lost. Keep the faith. Be strong. Um, but thanks. We appreciate the call and have a great day. Uh, folks, that's uh, Tom from Rose Inlet, loyal fan, loyal listener. And we appreciate y'all sticking with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. After these words from our sponsors, we'll be right back. Don't leave town. Ooh, Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. 
Hey, everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. Thank you, Reese. Super excited to be on board. Uh, I do believe uh, we can bring some information that will serve your audience here, so I'm excited about that. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. My email is greg at gregsisson.com. That's the website, gregsisson.com. Hi, it's Tony Zach, and I want to introduce everyone to the Shepherd's Table in Conway, South Carolina. Hi, I'm Brandon Oates. I'm the executive director of the Shepherd's Table. We are a Christian-based soup kitchen in the heart of Conway. We do lunch and dinner Monday through Friday. We don't have any regulations as to who comes in and has a meal. We welcome anybody and everybody. So our mission is sharing God's love one meal at a time. The Shepherd's Table is located on 1412 Gamecock Avenue. That's right behind 4th Avenue behind Napa and Conway. So right now we're kicking off our Friends campaign this year. We're looking for any type of donations. Every dollar counts. The money is going to feed the people of Conway, anybody who's in need can come and get a free meal with us so if you're looking for a charity to donate to this year whether it's big or small your donation means a lot to the shepherd's table and we'd love to have you come out and be a friend of the shepherd's table this year we really need your help the website is shepherdstable.com i'm tony zach help us support the shepherd's table in conway Summer may be winding down, but it's still way too hot to mow that lawn. As we approach fall, Mobot's got your back. It's Mobot of Myrtle Beach, an environmentally friendly robotic lawnmower service. Really, Mobot mows your lawn on its own. No gas, totally green, totally automated, and quiet, too. Costs less than a traditional lawn service. Want to learn more? Google Mobot Myrtle Beach. Set up a no-obligation consultation. Mobot Myrtle Beach. The grass is always greener on your side of the fence. Hey, everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson. Greg is the principal at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. How long have you been in the real estate business? I started in real estate full-time in 1997, and our company is is really structured where we can serve the client at a high level. So we've really streamlined it to make it simple and easy for our clients. Our market is red hot. Kind of the perfect storm for home sellers right now in the Grand Strand. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. And then our website is gregsisson.com. Check us out there as well. If you are a seller today and you're thinking about it, it, it would make sense to give me a call. Remax First Choice, the Greg Sisson team, real estate experts here in Myrtle Beach, ready to help you with your real estate needs. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. That's great, it starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. 
Everybody, welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am Reese Boyd, your host. It is 7:49 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, December 5, 2020. So glad the end of 2020 is uh, quickly approaching on the horizon, ready to turn the page to 2021. That is uh, our coronavirus update theme song it's the end of the world as we know it and i feel fine before we get to that however glenn i should have told you to push that to the next break we were in the midst of a discussion uh just before the break uh on the this uh tommy got us into the election update and with uh, some very good questions as he always brings to the table asking us about you know what the prognosis are and you know speaking of which uh glenn's a very fascinating point. You know, people are tired. They're really fed up with the whole, I think most people are just feeling the strain. Up to here, baby. <laughs> yeah. And I think most people really, they want relief, and they really just want to know what's going to happen. I mean, I think that's what we all want to know. Just tell us where we'll be six months from now, where we'll be a year from now. Uh, so two questions, I think. Let's, let's, we'll, let's do this. We'll play Puxitani Phil for a moment. <laughs> um, we both are in agreement that uh, Biden will be the next president. He'll be sworn in in January. Unless I see something more than yeah. I've seen. I hold out the hope. By the way, Kenny, the equipment guy, checking in on the line, uh, the PCRXcomputers.com text line said, I understand what you're saying about being real, but there is too much wrongdoing to deny for a fair election. I believe that Trump will continue to be president. And Kenny, let me say this. I 100% hope that you are correct. And I pray that you are correct. But I also, you know, my training as a lawyer and all the things that I've seen happen in court and not happen in court mm-hmm. uh, brings to my mind uh, sort of a balancing test. And I, and I do want to be real. I have to be real. I have to tell you guys what I ultimately think is going to happen. And I'm not doing you all a service if I, you know, tell you, oh, guys, just hang on. Trump's going to get this. He's got this. If it's a, you know, if it's a pipe dream, I'm not doing you guys a favor. It truly is. And quite honestly, yes, there is. A lot wrong with this election. It's about what you can prove, and that may come yeah. over the next few years if we keep the Senate. But if we lose the Senate, yeah, we're t- we are toast. It's over. There will never be another fair election in the United States of America until we right this country. Yeah. This country is, this boat is sinking. As uh, Tucker Carlson has said, it will be the end of the country. Yeah. If, if they have the president, if they have the White House, if they have the House and they have the Senate, they being the Democrats, it will be the end of the United States of America. As Safety, we, law, order. Everything yeah. as we have known it. And as we were talking about before the break, uh, Kenny and everybody else who has taken issue with me, the, the issue here is, the, the again, the evidence is so broad and so wide, it's hard to scoop enough of it up and get it into one location in one courtroom uh, to make a difference, to make that case. And we'll get into that. We'll talk about that for a moment. Uh, you know, in order to get a court, first of all, you have to realize courts are very hesitant to set aside an election. That is nearly unheard of. Now, everybody goes, well, what about Bush v. Gore? What the court actually did in Bush v. Gore, they didn't set aside an election. They said, the shenanigans have got to stop. And remember, all the shenanigans took place on live TV, and it 
it dragged on. We were actually further from the election than we are today, and we were still down in Palm Beach County fighting over what a Chad was and what a Chad wasn't and what's hanging, hanging and what's dangling and what's not and the angle of the dangle and all that nonsense. And the Supreme Court stepped in and said, enough, enough already. The election is over, as they should have, frankly. And at that moment, it was Bush that was ahead by a nose. And so Bush was the president. But the Supreme Court in Bush v. Gore did not actually, they didn't reverse anything. They just effectively made the decision uh, by stopping the counting. And, and in order, But in order to have a court reverse a, an election, particularly one of this scale, a national election, which is unprecedented, I think there are local elections that have certainly been uh, questioned or reversed uh, by courts, but nothing of this scale has ever been done by a court. You've got to get uh, enough evidence into the courthouse in a manner that is legally sufficient. So it's got to be admissible, it's got to be relevant, and it's got to be in sufficient quantity that it's legally sufficient to convince a judge that there's a plausible claim that the election result was changed by a legal behavior. And that's a, that's a tall order, folks. And thus far, the, the Trump team has not been able to do that. And again, this is nothing new. I've, I've said this for weeks now. There's been a huge disconnect between what Giuliani was saying, between what Sidney Powell was saying, Lynn Wood, other people were saying, and uh, what Jen and various other people on the team have said repeatedly, and what has actually been happening in the courtrooms. What's actually been happening in the courtrooms has not been that helpful. It's been bad. It's, it's been real bad, actually. And so you hear things like, oh, well, we're just we're just putting our all we're putting all our eggs in the Supreme Court basket and, and things like that that just really don't make sense uh, a careful lawyer somebody who has a thoughtful strategy has a real strategy about an approach to something that may pan out is not going to go into something at the trial court level thinking they're putting all their eggs in the appellate basket that's just not the way it works that's not the way litigation works folks and so from the beginning of all this it's been a struggle to reconcile what has happened in the courts Versus, uh, you know, what, and not only what just is being said by the team, but what we observe. I mean, we see these things happening and we're like, oh, my gosh, like Kenny said, there are so many obvious problems. I mean, there's video of folks passing USB drives, handing off the USB drive from one worker to another. Why are they doing these things? OK, how do you how do you justify that? You can't. It's clearly improper. It's clearly some effort to conduct some fraud. But what does it mean? How do you how do you take that video and translate it into a certain number of votes that Trump should have had that apparently would have gone to Biden? How do you even say that? How do you know what that what the difference between those two USB drives are and how, you know, and why they were switching them? You know, they're up to no good. Has anybody denied that that ballots from the other side, that ballots don't belong in a suitcase? Under a table? No. And counted after everybody's told to go home? I don't, I don't think I don't think anybody would deny that. Yeah. I think the issue is the issue is they just they don't they can't articulate articulating the damage from right. the from the legal perspective. It's not enough to say that, that fraud happened. You have to articulate uh, you know, there was damage. Mm -hmm. And 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 how is Trump damaged? Well he's damaged by either not getting votes he should have gotten or having his legal votes uh, superseded, overcome in a flood of illegal votes that were cast for Biden, which should have never been counted. Right. And that's a challenge. And we still didn't get to the uh, Wisconsin opinion, but let me grab that real quick. Um, 
interesting opinion came down. How much time we got, Mr. Producer? About a minute. Okay, well, we won't get very far with this. But there's um, decisions uh, came out yesterday and uh, in both Wisconsin and Nevada. We'll get to those. We'll try to do a little update. But I think the Wisconsin decision sort of summarizes where the problems are in this idea that we're going to legally change the results. And by the way, for Kenny and everybody else taking issue with this, I, I don't agree with the Wisconsin opinion. I don't, I don't like it. I actually agree with the dissent, but we'll get to that. Um, but that's the, the instructive part is I think this points to where these cases are going. A petition, um, this is, and I think it's important to cover this briefly. It's a little, it's a little on the long side, but it's, uh, it, it explains there's a main opinion and um, there's a main opinion. Then there's a concurring opinion, which I saw several people on the, you know, on the let's move on side of this, tweeted a couple of paragraphs from the concurring opinion, which I really don't think is proper. And then there's a dissent. But we'll get to all that. We'll take this up in the next hour. It's a very interesting uh, topic. Coming up after the break, we'll hear with, uh, we'll be with Gene Ho, who's running for mayor. So stick with us. We'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee. that virtually all of us live in some sort of flood zone and to make matters worse we also live in an area where hurricanes are likely do you have the correct insurance to protect your home and family from floods and hurricanes it may be time to contact more and associates insurance for more than 40 years they've been providing their clients with expert insurance advice and competitive and much needed coverage not too much or too little insurance that's affordable and appropriate get in touch with more and associates today at moreandassociates.net you're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee mr producer throwing me off my rhythm with that musical selection wasn't anticipating that one that was a long intro wasn't that it? was a long intro i'm like when am i supposed to roll with that thanks for sticking with us here in the uh, bonus second cup hour of saturday morning coffee Thanks for sticking with us. It is uh, my pleasure to sit with you this morning. Always my pleasure to sit with you guys, as I was uh, discussing earlier. We had a couple of phone calls. We've got Damien on the line. We had James on the line. Uh, James, uh, we lost you, but if you want to call back, we would uh, love to hear from you. And uh, Damien is on the line now. Damien, how are you doing this morning? Doing great, Reese. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Well, Reese, I'm just wondering, uh, I'm curious I completely understand everything that you were saying about the election and what can be done about it and, and uh, you know, what, what the reality of the situation is. But I'm curious, um, and it's just my curious my curiosity for any listener that you have, are you familiar with the color, uh, the principles of a color revolution? Uh, yeah, vaguely. I'm not intimately familiar with it, but, yeah, I, I've heard the term used in various uh, settings. Go ahead. What? Okay. I would just encourage anybody interested, and 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 then a, a counter question is: Are you familiar with the transition integrity 
uh, project. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about that at the show. Uh, as I recall, Damien, Color Revolution is where uh, certain elements of the intelligence community within the United States develop tools for perpetrating and, and sort of, I guess the term is, color the results of an election. Uh, in, That's exactly right. Yeah, in, in, their, in, their, <laughs> in their preferred outcome. And yeah, many people have speculated that that is what's happening here. And look, I, you, can't, you can't deny it. And I think that there's certainly the possibility that some of that is happening. And I wouldn't, and I would never, I mean, look, one of the things we were discussing, I, I had uh, dinner with a couple of listeners this week, and we were discussing everything you see around you. You know, it, I feel, I have, I have come to appreciate, Damien, that there are powers out there that are working hard to influence my perception of the world around me. It's almost like the matrix. You know, what you see around you is by and Yeah. What you see around you is by and large a construct. It's what the powers that be, the major media, the mainstream media, various other power centers within our society, within our culture, it's what they want you to see. And so you really have to drill you know, you have to drill down in, in this in this on this show. We've used we've talked about the concept of a Potemkin village. You know, a little hist- we had a little history lesson about who was Potemkin and why did he build villages? He built villages to convince everybody that things in Tsarist Russia were just fine. They weren't. It was a horrible place to live. And that's why we had the Soviet Revolution. But the bottom line is what what you always see around you is not really I'm never going to sit here and say to, to you or anybody else, none of this stuff could happen. That would be foolishness because we just don't know. We don't know what we don't really know, frankly. But the problem that I have and thanks for the call, Damien, appreciate it. Uh, appreciate your uh, your uh, listening. Uh, the problem that we have is that, you know, we, we need proof. We need we need something that that sounds like or looks like, you know, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. But you've got to be able to demonstrate that to a legal, to a to an acceptable legal standard. You know, you it's if there is a conspiracy out there, if somebody did hack the the Dominion voting systems machines, at some point there was there were people involved in that process. It didn't just happen because the machines were flawed, because they were designed by Hugo Chavez to be hackable. If he did that in 2013, it, it really doesn't matter now. Somebody had to use that back door to hack the machines, and there ought to be some evidence out there somewhere that somebody could hopefully put their hands on that that happened. It happened here. This log entry on this time, this date, this hour, this minute shows that somebody improperly entered the system and they flipped this setting and that setting, and they moved these votes from this column to that column. That sort of thing is what a conspiracy requires human action. And in order to have human action, you must have human actors. The machines themselves, even if they were programmed to cheat, they don't know who to cheat for. They had no idea. When the machine was built, whenever the machine was built, it had no idea who was going to be on the ballot in November of, the, of this year. So the machine by itself could not many years ago have been programmed to cheat for anybody. That's just kind of nonsensical. There had to be somebody maneuvering these levers there. I'm not going to sit and here and tell you that, that the levers aren't there or that they couldn't be accessed, but somebody has got to do that. And there's got to be evidence. And, you know, we were talking about before the break, uh, uh, oh, and by the way, James has checked in on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. And uh, he said called was going to, 
Oh, and Mr. Producer's telling me he's also on the line. So, James, hold with us. We'll, we'll try to get to you. He said, I'm going to read your text, though. He said, I agree with what you both are saying. Politics now is like a game where one team has the refs, and it keeps bouncing around on me, bear with me, and reporters, and will cheat without hesitation, while the other team turns the other cheek and tries to be the gentleman. That's the, that's the problem in a nutshell, folks, and that is frankly, and I hate to say this in such stark terms, but it's the truth, Okay. It's the truth. What separates the people on the left from those of us on the right is those of us on the right, James says, gentlemen, what I would say is we believe in the rule of law. We believe in process. We believe in due process. And as I have said many times, I had rather lose an honest election to Joe Biden than win an illegitimate election on behalf of Donald Trump. And I would say that about anybody. So I'd rather lose an honest election than win an invalid election. And the truth is, I have no confidence that this election was legitimate. None. I mean, I have some, but it's less than 50 percent. So the question then becomes, how do we prove, you know, that's the issue. What really happened? Yeah, we have problems. What can we prove? I want to just say briefly, this Wisconsin opinion that we were talking about it, it says, after considering all the filings, we conclude the petition, this is the Trump campaign's petition, does not satisfy our standards for granting leave to commence an original action. Although the petition raises time-sensitive questions of statewide significance, uh, issues of material fact would prevent the court from addressing the legal issues presented. It is therefore ordered the petition, leave to amend, et cetera, et cetera, is, all, is hereby denied. Um, then we have the concurring opinion, which many people on the side of let's move along, nothing to see here, have cited. This is Judge Hagedorn. He's a Wisconsin Supreme Court justice. His concurring opinion, concurring means he agrees with the finding. He agrees that the Trump petition should have been dismissed, but he also wants to put in his little, he wants to twist the knife a little bit. So he wants to add a little blurb in because he doesn't think the majority went far enough in that very simple disposition of the case, which basically said you don't have enough facts. Judge Hagerdorn says the Wisconsin Voters Alliance and a group of Wisconsin voters bring a petition in original jurisdiction. That means they're starting at the Supreme Court for a variety of questions about the operation of the November 3rd presidential election. Some of those legal questions may, under other circumstances, be subject to further judicial consideration. But the real stunner here is the sought-after remedy. We are invited to invalidate the entire presidential election in Wisconsin by declaring it null. Yes, the whole thing. And there's more. This is the judge's words. We should, we are told, enjoin the election commission from certifying the election so that Wisconsin's presidential electors can be chosen by the legislature and then compel the governor to certify the electors. At least no one can accuse the petitioners of timidity. And folks, I will, I will say this. I don't disagree with what that judge is saying there. But realistically, as somebody who's been practicing law for many years, that was never going to happen. That was just not ever going to happen. I understand you always ask for the moon, but that realistically was never going ha- to happen. The judge continues, such a move would appear to be unprecedented in American history, and he's correct. It would have been. One might expect that this solemn request would be paired with evidence of serious errors tied to substantial and demonstrated sets of illegal votes. Instead, the evidentiary support rests almost entirely on an unsworn expert report 
of a former campaign employee that offers statistical estimates based on call center samples and social media research. The petition falls far short of the kind of compelling evidence and legal support we would undoubtedly need to countenance the court-ordered disenfranchisement of every Wisconsin voter. The petition does not even justify the exercise of our original jurisdiction. As, a fact fi- as an initial matter, the Wisconsin Supreme Court is not a fact-finding tribunal. And that's an important point. In other words, we can't accept one side's description of the facts or one expert opinion, even if we were inclined to believe them. That alone means the case is not well-suited for original jurisdiction. The petition's legal support is also no less warning. And so it goes on to explain uh, all the various reasons why the, uh, the, the court should not accept this. And I want to get to one other point, but let's go to a break, and we'll be back after these words, after, uh, after these words from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee. Stick with us. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. Loss of a loved one is always difficult. Goldfinch Funeral Home has been the leader in our community for 115 years, offering full-service funerals as well as cremation services and pre-planning options so that you don't have to leave your family with difficult decisions during a stressful time. With five locations to serve you, including their newest in Carolina Forest, they are available any time of day or night. Learn more about personalized options at goldfinchfuneralhome.com. Dependable service. DependableService.com So imagine this. The kids are running through the house when someone yells, Jake flushed Legos down the toilet. And you come in to find water up to your ankles. Life ain't easy. We get it. Our team at Dependable Service Plumbing and Air is taking extra precautions to protect you while providing quality emergency services. Don't panic. We're here for you and your little builders 24-7. Dependable Service. DependableService.com You've tried to avoid risk your whole life. Now is not the time to take risk with your retirement. Patrick Monroe of North Star Financial Advisors wants to teach you how to mitigate risk in your retirement planning and to help you put strategies in place to keep you safe. So if you're retired or thinking about it in the next five years, join Patrick for a free informational event at Sam Sneeds in Carolina Forest. At this event, Patrick will discuss how to make sure your nest egg remains safe through the transition to our next president, the financial impact of COVID-19, the difference between fixed and variable annuities, and so much more. Just join Patrick at Sam Sneed's Oak Grill and Tavern, Highway 501, Carolina Forest, on Tuesday, December 8th. The seminar starts at 5. A complimentary dinner will be served. But call and make your reservations now because space will fill up quickly. Call 888-701-2083, 888-701-2083, or go online to northstarnavigator.com, northstarnavigator.com. 
Get informed and take control of your retirement today. Retire right with Northstar Financial Advisors. Hi, this is Charlie Stewart from State Farm Insurance. Call us anytime for insurance needs with your homeowners, your autos, your life insurance. Our phone number is 843-249-7066. Charlie Stewart will show you how something as simple as combining your car and home policies could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Because being there to help keep more of your money is when Charlie Stewart is here. Like a good neighbor, Charlie Stewart State Farm is there. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. In a cave below the ground, way down, it's cold and it's dark. But it knows his way around in the mazes of the underground. Are no match for him But it looks just like a traveler Who hasn't showered in a while And been living in the ground Milo is your best friend He's your second cousin Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Man, time is flying here on the show. It is already 8.21 on your Saturday morning. <clears throat> Thanks for sticking with us here on... Saturday morning coffee. We're trying to unpack this opinion. By the way, we've got James called back. James, stick with me. I'm going to get you on. We're also going to be joined here in the studio by Gene Ho in just a couple of minutes. So stick with us for all that. We're trying to unpack this uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court because I think it's important for you guys to understand it. You guys read, well, the Supreme Court threw it out. Why? I think it's important to understand what's going on here because the same sort of logic is being applied uh, elsewhere in other cases. And we were reading from the concurring opinion from the judge that that wanted to throw out the Trump challenge, but also added his own sort of explanatory materials in what's called a concurrence. And he talked. we were talking before the break how he said that the, the petition was sort of woefully short, in his opinion, as a legal matter, because he said it's, uh, A, the Supreme Court of Wisconsin is not a fact-finding tribunal, yet the petition rests on disputed factual claims. What that means, folks, is... Going straight to the Supreme Court in a, or any appellate court is really appropriate only where the facts are hard, where you know, where everybody kind of knows what the facts are, is usually when it's uh, a situation you can go straight to an appellate court. There are exceptions, but generally courts are not really investigative bodies. They don't investigate facts. When you go to the trial court, what happens is both sides have done their own investigation. They've presented, they present experts, they present witnesses, they present evidence. And then it's up to you guys in the jury pool, you guys in the jury, to hear both sides of the story, hear all the evidence. And then you guys at the trial court level make a determination of fact. And then it's that determination of fact, by and large, that flows up to the appeals, uh, any appeals courts that may consider the case. And that's kind of how it works. And so what he's saying is the Supreme Court is not the place for us to be figuring out facts. And he's, he's got a, a, there's a kernel of truth in that. And he said, and he also said there's uh, legal deficiencies. The, the legal support, for example, doesn't explain why the challenge to the election process should come after the election and not before. That's what you hear about in terms of what, what's called latches. Lawyers will say latches. Basically, it's a doctrine that says, look, we knew the mail-in voting was going to create a problem, 
So why did we wait until after the election to bring the, the suit? I'm not saying that's right. I'm just telling you that that's the concern that a lot of courts have, are having with these claims. And there are other issues. And then, and then the, but those are the primary issues that we see um, here. He also talks about the downstream impacts of undermining, reversing the entire election that are not really thought through. And what an extraordinary remedy that would be. And it would be extraordinary. It'd be, it'd be historically unprecedented. And then he said, nonetheless, I feel compelled to share another observation, something, <clears throat> excuse me, far more fundamental than the winner of Wisconsin's electoral votes. At stake, in some measure, is faith in our system of faith of free and fair elections, a feature central to the enduring strength of our constitutional republic. It can be, it can be easy to blithely move on to the next case without, uh, with a petition so obviously lacking, but this is sobering. The relief sought by the petitioners is the most dramatic invocation of, po- of judicial power that I've ever seen. Judicial acquiescence to such entreaties built on so flimsy a foundation would do indelible damage to every future election. Once the door is open to ju- judicial invalidation of presidential election results, it will be awfully hard to close that door again. This is a dangerous path that we are being asked to tread. The loss of public trust in our constitutional order resulting from the exercise of this kind of judicial power would be incalculable. I do not mean to suggest this court should look the way on every matter, no matter what, but if there is a sufficient basis to invalidate an election, it must be established with evidence and arguments commensurate with the scale of the claims and the relief sought. These petitioners have come nowhere close. This again, the words of the concurring judge, not my words, but the petition does not merit further consideration by this court, yada, yada, yada. And that's, where he leaves it. And I did, but I, I think it's important, not that I agree with all that, but I think it's important to hear those words. Want to get to James. He's been holding patiently on the line. James, how are you doing this morning? Great. Good morning. Hey, you know, when I saw all those uh, illegal and bogus ballots being counted, mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be very difficult to ever, uh, you know, get that back. And the, and the Trump uh, yep. team is, they're, they're, they're somewhat to blame for not challenging uh, up front more it's it's really hard to do this after after the election has been has been called but you know it does make you angry when you see that seemingly brainwashed people have been positioned all over our society in the justice system judges the media you know uh, hollywood academia it's, it's just the, the elites and the globalists have really really gotten a big advantage and but it's hard to be angry and then also be hopeful so i want to try to move forward a little bit about what i think is going to happen i think that um that biden you know will be president but he'll just like he said he'll have some kind of disease that'll have him resign kamila will be the president and she will be such a disaster yeah and the media will be so uh easy on her that even more people in this country will see what's going on that we you know that we're being uh, taken over slowly but surely by these globalist elites yeah. and i think we're going to have american patriots wake up more and more every day and our country will be better off in the long run so that's going to be trump's legacy he's yeah. he's not a guy that everybody can like uh but boy he really did shine the light on what's going on and thank god he did I, I agree, James, and, and thank you for the call. Great uh-huh. points, and, and thanks for listening. Thanks for your patience dialing in. And I think those are, are excellent points. I, I really couldn't agree with you more. I think Trump's legacy will be, even if he is not uh, 
reelected to a second term now. He may come back later. But he has brought these issues into relief. And, uh, you know, he has exposed all these people for what they are. And and the Biden administration will not be long lived, in my opinion. We'll make uh, I'll make uh, that prediction with you. And I think it will perhaps be another uh, low moment for the Democratic Party. They may bury the Democratic Party for 30 or 40 years after what we are about to experience. And so we'll see. I think ultimately Trump's legacy is still going to be positive and Biden is going to have a hard time carrying that baton. He's going to have a hard time maintaining the economy that uh, Trump delivered. One last thing I want to share with you from the Wisconsin opinion, and that's the dissent. This is the judge on the court who disagrees with the dismissal of the Trump challenge in Wisconsin. And he said, uh, this is Judge Rogensack. He is the chief justice. And he says, it is critical that voting in Wisconsin elections not only be fair, but that the public also perceive voting as having been fairly conducted. This is the third time that a case has been filed with this court to raise allegations about purely legal questions. He's taken a different issue on the facts that concern the Elections Commission and the conduct of the November 3rd election. This is the third time the majority of this court has turned its back on pleas from the public to address a matter of statewide concern that requires a declaration of whether the statutes, what the statutes require for absentee voting. I dissent and write separately because I've concluded that this court has not met its institutional responsibilities by repeatedly refusing to address these issues. I agree with Justice Hagedorn that we are not a circuit court. Therefore, generally, we do not take cases for which fact-finding is required. He's agreeing there. But he's saying we also have taken cases where the issues we wish to address are purely legal questions, questions for which no factual development is required. Basically, he's saying that there are fundamental questions that have been raised that the court could answer. Uh, I tend to agree with him. I think whether it's timely or not, the court can still issue an opinion on what uh, absentee balloting, uh, absentee voting should require or not require. But unfortunately, this is the dissent. That means this is the opinion of the chief justice, but it, he didn't have enough votes uh, to carry the day. So uh, stick with us, folks. We're going to go to a break. We've got Gene Ho in the studio. Gene is running for mayor of Myrtle Beach, and uh, he's going to be with us. He's going to tell us about his campaign and what he's got uh, planned for the next few months as he gears that up. So stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hey, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson at the Greg Sisson Team REMAX First Choice Real Estate. Thank you, Reese. Super excited to be on board. Uh, I do believe uh, we can bring some information that will serve your audience here, so I'm excited about that. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843 251 2693. My email is greg at gregsisson.com. That's the website, gregsisson.com. Hey, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson. Greg is the principal at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. How long have you been in the real estate business? I started in real estate full time in 1997. And 
our company is is really structured where we can serve the client at a high level. So we've really streamlined it to make it simple and easy for our clients. Our market is red hot, kind of the perfect storm for home sellers right now in the Grand Strand. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. And then our website is gregsisson.com. Check us out there as well. If you are a seller today and you're thinking about it, it, it would make sense to give me a call. Remax First Choice, the Greg Sisson team, real estate experts here in Myrtle Beach, ready to help you with your real estate needs. Did you know that virtually all of us live in some sort of flood zone? And to make matters worse, we also live in an area where hurricanes are likely. Do you have the correct insurance to protect your home and family from floods and hurricanes? It may be time to contact Morin Associates Insurance. For more than 40 years, they've been providing their clients with expert insurance advice and competitive and much-needed coverage. Not too much or too little. Insurance that's affordable and appropriate. Get in touch with Morin Associates today at morinassociates.net. Vernon Wolf here with Carolina Cool. As the weather changes, we continue to hear news of the coronavirus and the flu. While the guidelines continue to encourage hand washing and sanitizing services, indoor air filtration technology has been a growing part of these conversations. Carrier has long been a leader in indoor air filtration with the Infinity Air Purifier. This device has a patented germicidal technology that is so effective it captures and kills 99% of airborne pathogens, including coronavirus. It is literally the same technology used in many hospitals. Carolina Cool's team of advisors can show you this and other options to safeguard your home. Turn to the experts and Carolina Cool. Now that's cool and clean. Carolina Cool, that's cool. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. Everybody, welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.34 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us. Baby, you're the world to me. Josh, the uh, pharmacist, checking in on the uh, PCRXcomputers.com text line in reference to what James, the last caller, just said. You know the way to cook a frog without having him jump on out of the pot is to turn up the heat slowly. Absolutely, Josh. I feel that like that is exactly what is happening to us. Bob also checking in on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. Good morning, Bob. And somebody checking in who I don't recognize exactly. 
time to have purple finger elections like Iraq does. I'm all for I that. I said that. You've said that. Yeah, I know. I thought it was a thumb, but a finger would work as well. little biometric data collection would be fine with me just to make sure that we know who's voted. I think we need to go back to paper ballots. And really, paper. I think yeah. I think that that's critical. And what this really um, means, folks, is while we're not going to fix this for Trump in this cycle, in my opinion, I'm not ruling it out. I'm just saying it's probably not going to happen. But we have to focus on how to prevent this from ever happening again. And frankly, folks, it was COVID that defeated Trump. It was COVID that was the excuse for all this nonsense. We'll get to that. The, uh, co- uh, the texter on the PCRXcomputers.com text line also asking if Coastal Carolina can beat BYU. Well, of course they can. So we'll uh, give them a shout-out this morning. also wanted to give you guys a quick update on uh, – what else is happening? We were talking. We were unpacking the decision in Wisconsin. There's a there's another lawsuit that's still pending in Wisconsin. The, the campaign's got another lawsuit that's still pending. In Michigan, a judge has ordered a forensic uh, review of 22 Dominion voting systems. So Michigan, somewhat still in play. That's another uh, possibility avenue of advancement for Trump. Pennsylvania doesn't look good. Legal def- The legal decisions there have been universally bad. The Pennsylvania GOP, however, has now called on Congress to dispute the results, but the Pennsylvania governor is not buying much of this. He said no special session needed. Thank you very much. Uh, of course, George, so I'm thinking Pennsylvania is, is moving away from us, but uh, Georgia still obviously uh, much in dispute in play. Trump is headed to Georgia for a rally for Loeffler and Purdue. I hope that he will focus on them uh, for the moment and, and let the uh, let that play itself out. Uh, Nevada, there was also a decision, uh, another decision by the uh, Trump campaign that was dismissed. That happened also within the last 24 hours there in Nevada. Judge James Russell wrote in his order that the Trump campaign did not prove under any standard of proof and by that he means acceptable legal standard of proof, that any illegal votes were cast and counted or that legal votes were not counted at all for any other improper or illegal reason, nor was there any amount equal or greater than the of alleged votes uh, of the 33,596, that's the, that's the margin, or otherwise in an amount sufficient to raise reasonable doubt as to the outcome of the election. So that campaign, uh, that the campaign's challenge there in Nevada, also dismissed by the courts there. So that also not looking particularly good, but uh, like I said, we're not giving up. We're just uh, giving you the, the update. In uh, Arizona, the Arizona House Speaker has rejected the Trump campaign's um, uh, uh, call to reverse uh, the determination of the outcome of the election uh, that's been rejected. But the Arizona legislature has called for an immediate uh, forensic audit of all Dominion voting machines. So we'll see what happens there. Technically, uh, still in play. A lot going on. But uh, as I said, just don't see it happening. But maybe Gene Ho can spread shed some uh, light and maybe a slightly different opinion on this issue. We're joined here in the studio today by my good friend, photographer Gene Ho. Gene has recently announced his uh, candidacy candidacy for the office of mayor in Myrtle Beach. Gene, good morning. How are you? Hey, well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on the show. But here's the interesting thing. A lot of you guys might know me because I was Trump's personal campaign photographer for two years. Yes. But the interesting thing about what you're talking about I also personally know Sidney Powell, and I personally know 
Rudy Giuliani. And I, I'll be honest, you know, Reese, when you talk about all these things, I don't know this and I don't cover it from like how you're saying like, okay, well, you understand the courts and how it works. Mm-hmm. But I feel almost like if you hear a case, even locally, and you say, oh, who's, who's, a, who's a lawyer for that? Who's a lawyer for that? And then they might say so-and-so and you're like, ah, no problem. He's not, he's going to do really well in that. Or you might say, no, 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 no. He's a lightweight with that. I don't know. I mean, I know Sidney Powell and I know Rudy Giuliani, and I think that they wouldn't have gone to bat for this unless they had something mm-hmm. up their sleeves or something that they knew they were doing. And I, I get it because I'm not keeping up with the news like you do, but I, I do text people behind the scenes, and they still feel confident. And I, yeah. I know it sound, looks dire, but I, they feel confident. Yeah. Well, I will say this, Eugene. I hope you are right. This is one that I will gladly be wrong on. I have, uh, I have uh, you know, while I'm playing Puxitani Phil, I will say this. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong about all this. I mean, I hope Biden is not the next president. I hope Donald Trump is reelected. Um, you know, I think uh, to me that when we were having, if we were having this discussion three weeks ago or two weeks ago, I would have said, you know what, Gene, I think you're, you may be right. We've got a shot at this. I just see those doors closing. Every time you see a court shut the door with the kind of opinion that we just read in Wisconsin, with the kind of opinion that we just, and these are not Democrat appointees. These are some Republican appointees who are saying these things. And, I, you know, look, I've always had the utmost respect for Rudy Giuliani. But I will tell you this, as a lawyer, my in my experience, the person who is your chief I'm going to use the word flack, but your sort of chief spokesperson on right. Fox News does not need to be the guy who's talking to the Third Circuit Court of Appeals. It's just a there's a different, you know what I mean? No, it's, no, it's no. It's a different forum, you know? I And if you were really on the ball, and this is what's really puzzling to me, I'm trying to figure out why hasn't the Trump team seemed to be a little more cohesive and I mean, I I get it. I know it's it's a it's a rough and tumble world. Life comes at you fast. You put these things together on the fly. It's a messy process. I get it. But it just, you know, like Rudy said some things in the Pennsylvania hearing there that went before the, that when they, I mean, he basically said in that, because I had a friend in the courtroom and he said, you know, he said, this is not an election fraud case. He said, this is an equal protection case, you know, and they, that was a significant concession that he frankly should not have made. You know, and and so I don't know. I mean, no, I'm not saying that to, dis- right. to disparage him. I have no, utmost no. respect for him. No, and, and, but no. there are things that have happened that I just kind of scratch my head at, and I go, "Well, really?" You know that I, from what I know, that um, Giuliani took the strategy of going equal protection, which I believe is the Fourteenth yeah. Amendment, yeah. where that is the strategy going into the Supreme Court, basically saying rather than say, "Okay, we have fraud," and they're going to say, "Oh." There's fraud. Okay, so you have a box. So how many votes could possibly be in that box? I get that. And, and then so they're going to say, well, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure how it's going to go. But I tell you this, I have confidence in Sidney Powell. Yeah. And the other thing that most people forget, I knew Sidney Powell because of General Michael Flynn. Yeah. I know General Michael Flynn as well. I don't know. All these people in there, I feel confident in their ability. Like They're like the best guy that I have on my team to mm-hmm. go out to fight. Listen, That's all I'm saying. I hope you're right. I, I, I do. I hope you, and, and the work that Sidney Powell has done on behalf of Mike Flynn has been masterful. I mean, just masterful. And when she says something like, well, 
I'm going to release the Kraken and it's going to be biblical. I mean, somebody of that stature, that standing, you think, why would she say that if it's not true? Yeah. You know? So you put a spring in my step with your words this morning. Yeah. I'm, all I'm saying is I, I don't see things, uh, you know, since the election, I almost turned completely away from mainstream media, including Fox News. Right. And I just said, you know what? Let me just go to my phone and then yeah. text people that I know mm-hmm. in the administration and around the administration and the campaign and just find out what they feel. And so I, during this time, I still felt confidence. I don't know what's going to go on with it, yeah. but I feel good with the people in charge. So. Well, I hope that confidence is uh, not misplaced. And uh, Gene, can you stick with us? We're going to take yeah. a break. Yeah, run uh, run a little obscene profit time out here, and after we come back, we're going to talk more with Gene Ho, who is uh, running for mayor in the city of Myrtle Beach. So stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Gene Ho. Don't leave town. When the world is crumbling. Text us, 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. BurgerFi is here for you. Our dining rooms are reopened. We're also offering pickup and delivery through BurgerFi.com and your favorite delivery app. At BurgerFi, being thoughtful is a core belief that drives our business and our people every day. We're thoughtful about how our team serves the community. We're thoughtful about our food being made with care. And we are thoughtful about partnering with local charities. People are at the heart of everything we do. BurgerFi is taking extra precautions in our dining rooms, including limiting capacity. Our team members are wearing protective gear and all frequently and thoroughly wash their hands and clean all surfaces. We're thankful for our team, our guests, and for your support these past months and in the months ahead. Be sure to download our app and enjoy BurgerFi soon. BurgerFi, redefining the way the world eats burgers. Located near Target on Highway 544 at 106 Sabre Parkway in Myrtle Beach. Do you have a love-hate relationship with your boat? Have you ever had this scenario? You're at the public boat ramp, waiting in line, kids fussing, having to back the trailer down, doing everything by yourself, and then the boat won't start. Or you come back from a long day on the water, hot and tired, to find out that everyone is gone, and you're stuck cleaning the boat on your own. But you do love boating. Let go of all the hassles by trading your boat for a Freedom Boat Club membership so you can enjoy boating again. Learn more at FreedomBoatClub.com. Brian Brady CPA is the only certified tax resolution specialist in all of South Carolina. He has over 30 years of experience helping local people like you deal with the IRS and state revenue departments. Don't wait around letting penalties and interest build up. Call Tax Resolution Services LLC today and let Brian address your tax issues. Call 843-668-4340 to schedule a contact-free consultation or go online to Tax Resolution Services LLC. 
CBD.com. Medical studies demonstrate that pharmaceutical-grade CBD can promote better sleep, reduce inflammation and pain, lower stress, relieve anxiety, improve heart health, and support weight loss. Did you know that over 70% of the CBD products on the market today are either mislabeled or misrepresented? Cherry Grove Drug is your trusted source for CBD products. Visit with Jenna and her team at Cherry Grove Drug and visit online at cherrygrovedrug.com. It's your town. Let Cherry Grove Drug be your pharmacy. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.48 on your Saturday morning. Joined here in the studio uh, by Gene Ho. Was Gene was before the break. Gene stuck with us. And uh, Gene, you're running for mayor, which is a pretty brave thing to do. <laughs> tell, us, uh, tell us why you decided to run for mayor. Well, first of all, I spent... Uh, Two years with Trump on the campaign trail for 2016, yeah. and then took a year off to write my book. But then Trump I took biography. yes, and then I took uh, mm-hmm. three years to promote it on the road, and was away from Myrtle Beach for a long time. But really, now that I'm back here, uh, this is really Trump's legacy. At the end of the day, you know, Trump said, "Let's make America great again," but he says, "You know what? It starts with the cities, and it starts right here." And I live down here. And uh, I feel like it's something that needs to be done. And also, these are the people in Myrtle Beach that want it to get done because they, too, want to make their city great. Yeah, that's what we're out here to do. I think that's wonderful. And uh, listen, I admire, as I say many times on this show, it's uh, one thing to be informed and stand up and, and, and speak out, but it's a whole nother thing to put your name on the ballot. You know, that takes a, a, a lot of uh, chutzpah and, and courage. And so I, I congratulate you for uh, stepping out into the, uh, the public arena, as uh, Teddy Roosevelt would say. And uh, what do you think, um, what would uh, a Gene Ho administration, what would, what would you do to help make Myrtle Beach great again? What do you think Myrtle Beach, because I think we would all agree that Myrtle Beach is kind of struggling right now. You've got violence, and it seems like every week or two there's a report of some kind of uh, violent crime, shootings. Uh, I think a lot of us who grew up in the area are very concerned about that, have been concerned about that for a while. So, Well, you know, the interesting thing about it, Reese, is when I first announced, this was about three weeks ago, and there was an influx of volunteers. Uh, between the first two weeks, we probably got close to 200 volunteers a lot of people really excited about this. But uh, I took an interesting pathway because I felt like for the next one, two, three months, I felt like I had to just do a lot of listening and just like talk to people. And mm-hmm. I've been meeting with people almost every day since uh, this was announced. Yeah. And basically it's just the community in general telling us what we need to do with this city. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, bottom line is, you know what, I want to be able to take my children, my wife, to the downtown boardwalk, walk the beaches, and feel safe. And really, you know what, if you want to talk about a platform, which I'll release a platform later on, but at the end of the day, that's what needs to happen. Little Beach has to be fun, 
and safe, and families need to come back down here and the reputation of the beach right now. I mean, would people say if we said, hey, right now this is a family beach, and we say it is absolutely a family beach right now, like what would the rest of the country say? Would they just say, oh, yes, it is a family beach, or would they just really chuckle inside of themselves and just laugh? Yeah. It's not. We all know it. So let's see how we can get Myrtle Beach back to that. Yeah. And I think that's a great point, and I think many of us share those concerns, uh, Gene. When is the election going to take place? It's November of 2021, mm-hmm. and uh, most so, candidates have never really announced this early. But we did, and part of the reason is um, the community has gotten behind me. Yeah. So they're coming to me, uh, they're telling me their concerns, and they're joining this movement. Yeah. It, is, it is a movement. So you've got a lot of runway. That's a good thing. You know, yes. you, you start early, start building momentum. And uh, hopefully that's uh, will be a, a a good thing. I'm sure it will. You know, one of the things that I I think about often, Gene, is when you know I grew up in this area and I've lived in other places. I lived in D.C. for a while. Lived in Boston, but growing up in O'Ree County, Myrtle Beach is important. People all, I mean, most of us feel like we have a connection to Myrtle Beach, whether we actually live in Myrtle Beach or not. So my theory is, what happens to Myrtle Beach is important for the whole county, for the whole region. And because it's we're all sort of citizens of Myrtle Beach on some level, you know, it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, the Germans used to say everybody's a citizen of Berlin. You know, we're all citizens of Myrtle Beach on some level because what happens there, whether Myrtle Beach is flourishing and you and I had this conversation before, you know, when I was growing up, I had a lot of friends uh, in high school in other areas of the state and their families would come here to the beach and stay for a week. And so we would hang out with the friends that we had from other areas. And, and today, you know, the, the friends that, that my kids have in other areas of the state, they don't necessarily come to Myrtle Beach, you know. They don't necessarily vacation here. And they go to other places. And you have to think, well, wait, why is that? Why did, you know, why was it, you know, good for me in that regard? But my kids don't enjoy that same, uh, same benefit. You know, it's uh, why are those people... Going elsewhere. Why are they not vacationing in Myrtle Beach? You (laughs) You know, know, we have this conversation, and really, Myrtle Beach should be the shining jewel of South Carolina. And if not even, I believe, even at least the East Coast, if not the United States. Mm -hmm. But Myrtle Beach should be the shining jewel of South Carolina. And right now, we're not even the shining jewel of the Grand Strand. I mean, you have all these other places like North Myrtle Beach and Surfside that have really pushed above Myrtle Beach in that regard. Yeah. And the, the thing is, we as a community, all of us, no matter almost where you live in this area, mm-hmm. want to change the reputation of Myrtle Beach. Yeah. So, Gene, I think it's a great mission. Thank you for uh, coming on the show and joining uh, joining with us. And uh, if folks want to get in touch with you or check out the campaign, where can they go? What can well, they do? Thank you, Reese. But uh, it's the website is geneho4mayor.com. Okay. So G-E-N-E-H-O or spelled out F-O-R, mayor.com. So geneoformayor.com, but also our first event's going to be on January 16th when Juanita Broderick will be in town to lend her support. So we're going to have a big event on January 16th. That's a Saturday, so at least keep that in mind, and we're going to have a great time. Cool. That'll be awesome. Gene, and you, if you'll share uh, information with us on that event, we, Absolutely. we'll make Absolutely. sure we post it on, on social media, help get the word out. So that's coming up on January 16th. Folks, it's Gene Ho running for Mayor. Gene, thanks for uh, joining us here today. Come back anytime. Always love to hear from you. You and, got it. I'll right. talk to you soon, guys. Very good, Gene. Have a great weekend. 
Folks, again, that's Gene Ho running for mayor election coming up in November. And by the way, I want to uh, make an, the same announcement I always do. We offer equal time to all political candidates. If uh, the mayor would like to come on the show and, and share her vision for the city, we'd, uh, we welcome her as well. So uh, always uh, make that offer to all candidates in any, in any election cycle. Folks, you've done it again. You've spent another, hopefully, two quality hours uh, with us uh, sipping coffee in the coffee house. It is the uh, parting moments of the show. wanted to share something briefly with you that I uh, reflected on this week. I mentioned that uh, one of the things that we, um, uh, you know, we, we learned last, we talked about last week was a retreat that my wife and I went to at the Billy Graham Training Center in Asheville. And uh, one of the things that the teacher there, the, the, spokesper- the spokesman, the, the, the speaker that it imparted upon us was getting your arms around the idea of the brevity of life and how short life is and how we should live this temporal life with an eternal uh, perspective. And, uh, you know, uh, you're, I was reminded again this week of the brevity of life. We lost another great one. We lost a great American uh, this week. Walter Williams was, uh, was with us since 1936, and uh, he is now another one of the great ones that we've had to say goodbye to in 2020. Um, maybe I should say rather not goodbye, but in the case of Mr. Williams, until we meet again. And uh, Williams was a great conservative, a great mind, a great thinker. He was an economist. He taught uh, economics at George Mason. You may recall him uh, subbing for Rush Limbaugh from time to time. Thought I would share this bit of wisdom from Mr. Williams uh, for you this morning. Uh, This comes courtesy of my friend Tom Heron, who shared it this week. He said, let me offer you this definition of social justice. Again, Walter was a, was, is an African-American. And uh, by the way, Williams was not only a great conservative thinker, uh, you know, uh, his thoughts on so many things were so plain spoken and so uh, and just so commonsensical that uh, they, he always provided uh, a great insight. He said, let me offer you this definition of social justice. Social justice is I keep what I earn and you keep what you earn. Do you disagree? Well, then tell me how much of what I earn belongs to you and why. So just one little pearl of wisdom from uh, Walter Wisdom, who Walter Williams, uh, who unfortunately is no longer with us. So many people we've lost in 2020, but it again reminds us that life is brief and we are just passing through. This is not our home, folks. So think about, as we talked about last week, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want to be remembered for? What is your legacy? There was a great story about uh, a Claflin College professor who left $350,000 in her estate plan to Claflin College. And she was, uh, you know, I don't know much about her, but uh, according to her parting gifts, uh, it is a testimony to a life uh, well-lived. So how are you uh, living your life? What is your parting gift and how do you want to be remembered? Let me leave you with this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Folks, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Y'all be blessed. Have a great Saturday. We'll see you next week for more Saturday Morning Coffee. Take care.